everyone, and welcome back to Book It Vince, the wrestling dream match podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Martin Bennett. And with me for the third time is the one and only Jake Martin. Three times, three. I can't do it. It's not five times, so I can't three do it. Time. Three, three times, three times, three times, time. almost, almost guest host. <laughs> Technically, there's a check. This, this is your second time guest hosting. Right. But it's your third time on the podcast, which is mo- the most out of everybody. I've never had an accolade that gets less impressive the more you describe it. This, of course, means that this is another episode of the podcast where Anthony is too busy uh, to do his own podcast. So, of course, we have to bring in the reliable, the wonderful Jake Martin. The ringer. Here I am. Uh, how are you doing? It's been a while. Yeah, we it's were been catching. A while. We we were. I'll, I'll let the audience know. Yeah. And on this, we were supposed to start recording an hour ago, and we've just been sitting here talking about uh, uh, different things: Pokemon cards, uh, uh, wrestling, video games, all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then we, we could be like, we should probably record, and then we'd start talking about something else, and then yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, no, I you know I'm 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 here. I'm ready to. I mean, I you know. In terms of it still being a global pandemic, I'm not like 100%, but the thing that is 100% for me is how incredible this era of wrestling is shaping up to be, which has been like the thing, my mana, I guess, what's been keeping me going. I'm just so excited every, you know, every week to see what's happening next. Like, what a time. The, (laughs) The hope is that eventually, specifically for us in Canada, we will get to see, um, more can shows you, can you imagine when those shows start coming up here the first aew show in canada that's going to be wild the tickets are going to be so insane oh, they're going to go like although a lot of apparently a I'm lot of the uh, aew events uh the scalpers haven't expected them to sell out as much as they have been so there's been some stuff where it's like apparently the scalpers weren't buying as many tickets as they usually do because they're like ah, eh, this won't sell and then they've just been like oh no yeah well hopefully when uh when aw does come to canada i'm just gonna sit there on like the ticket master or yeah. whatever and just just try to get as many tickets as possible and then just invite everybody <laughs> oh my god that's my plan at least but um yes so we got jake here to uh guest host for this exciting episode uh by the time this episode comes up the wwe draft will be done but We got an exciting version of this. If you've seen the title of the podcast already, before we get into that, of course, as always, if you enjoy what we do here on the podcast, please consider subscribing and following the podcast on whatever platform or app you get your podcasts on or come watch the video version on our YouTube channel. Um, And uh, yeah, uh, having having you on the podcast has been fun. The podcast has definitely grown a lot since you were last on. Yeah, I've noticed Um, Yeah. We got listeners from uh, and downloads from all over the world now. I, I and I was talking to Anthony about this. I was thinking maybe every maybe every episode we should shout out like a city or something, because uh, with the analytics, you can see like the demographic of like where people are listening from. And uh, you should do like so. the old school Mick Foley cheap pop, you know, just like. It's great to be here. Listen to him. I just want to do a big shout out to our listeners in Brussels. Shout out Brussels. to you, Brussels. Woo! The muscles <laughs> so, in Brussels. 
But uh, so, yes, the WWE draft uh, has just happened. Um, We're recording this before the Monday Night Raw episode of the draft, so we don't know where some people are going. But the draft is always fun to see and shake things up. And this time last year, uh, we did a draft episode, a, a fantasy draft episode with Cody Crane, where uh, Cody was raw. I was SmackDown and Anthony was NXT and we did our own draft. Sweet. Um, but I was thinking, what if. What if AEW had to do a draft? How would that pan out? Essentially, it would never happen because it's such a bad idea. <laughs> and it's just like one guy at the top. I could see, you know, I could see them down the line, maybe doing two distinct brands and and having different EVPs on on, on each. Uh, not for a long time, I don't think. Like they would never do one anytime soon. That's for if damn anything. Sure. If anything, it would be funny because you could have like AEW Civil Civil War, where it's like yeah. half the roster versus the other half of the roster. But you know, we just, I I just figured for this episode, why don't we do a fantasy draft where we try what if AEW were to split into two brands? Yeah, if yeah. it was like Dynamite versus Rampage or something, I don't know. Um, what draft? How would we draft uh, our own rosters? But also at the same time. Uh, we were talking about this before we started recording uh, the idea of GM mode coming back to wrestling video games, not just the AEW video game that's going to be coming out, but also they announced that GM mode should be in the next WWE game. And we were, we were having lots of, we were talking nostalgia before this about uh, SmackDown versus raw 2006, seven and eight of just the it's, it's oddly satisfying how much fun uh gm mode was oh yeah it's like everyone wants to book their own show and to give a framework where you can do that and it's a multiplayer experience where it's like i'm gonna book my show and you book your show and we'll compete for ratings that's i i I, it's just a shame that that hasn't been a thing in mainstream wrestling games for so long because it's just it's so fun it really it really is like it is such a wrestling nerdy thing to do but the fact that like like even you look back at 2006 and it was like that's 17 years ago at this point jesus <laughs> um or not 17 sorry 15 15 Still. years ago uh the fact that it was so simple but yet so fun of of you get a certain amount of money you got to book amount of rosters figure out who your champions are book matches get star ratings figure out fans uh specialty matches uh um manager injuries like all of it was so it was basically like we were talking about a text-based adventure and there are have been since ones like that or or ones where you kind of get to uh play and also manage but like just the idea of like building a roster and like planning out your week to week to week is super fun and so i figured what we should what we could do for this episode is essentially take the aw roster and book our own brands and just do like SmackDown versus Raw GM mode where we each pick 15 and basically go like, oh, who would we make our champion? Who what rivalries would we have? That sort of thing. Um, so we're, we're operating under the assumption that we're vacating the titles like yes. our, or our people. Yeah. OK, so no, no title holders are holding any titles because then it would be so. I mean, Kenny would be number one pick probably yeah. in the Yeah. OK, yeah. 
So no because because just like just like GM mode, you start fresh. You can assign yeah. people to be champions to start right, out yeah. with. Um, but I just figured let's just have fun. Let's do a fancy draft, and then we can leave it up to the listeners uh, to pick who they think there has the better show. Sweet. <laughs> so yeah, we'll just say like the titles are whatever. So um, tag teams, are we going individual or units? Oh, damn, I was going to make it. I would I was going to I was going to wait to like the second or third pick and make a joke about splitting up a tag team. Oh, OK, <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, I think I, I, I think it's the same thing. It was like you got like you pick a tag team. That's two people. That's yeah, two picks. Cool. I mean, so. and so there's the, there's the heightened tension of like, if I pick one half of one, I'm, I'm, I better hope you're not picking the other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I think I think we just for time's sake would just say like you're picking like just say like I'm picking the Lucha Bros. Sweet. That's fine. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the, the AW roster is now quite a bit larger, which is great. That's huge. Um, 15. I mean, oh, and man, I mean, I mean, at the same time, 15. if you. If if there's someone that has been featured heavily, because I'll, I'll admit I have someone who has been featured heavily on Dark and Elevation that isn't official AEW that I want to sign. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick an in, I'm gonna pick an independent. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Yeah, no, but I'll I let you go that... first. Oh, bold move. Um, okay, so well, first off, I mean, not it's negligible, but who's dynamite? Who's rampage? Just in terms of like, let's get the image here. Like, okay, it doesn't matter to me. If you want to be dynamite, go for it. If you want to be rampage, go for it. I'll let you. If I'm picking first roster pick, you pick which brand you want. Okay, I want to. I'll be rampage. Oh, okay, cool. I'll be dynamite. New and exciting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll leave this kind of in your court because my first pick would actually be the Lucha Bros. And I feel oh, okay. like I'm almost cheating picking them as a single unit. So nah. what I'm what I'm thinking is I'll pick the Lucha Bros, but then you should have two picks here because I oh, picked okay. two hot commodities That's that are fair. both singles wrestlers as well. So I think you should get two picks here now. OK, OK. Lucha Bros. OK, well. Explain just really. I mean, you ba barely have to explain why you would ever pick the Lucha Bros because they're incredible yeah. and amazing. Right. I, I remember just, really yeah. quick, really quick story. Uh, we watched together in person, which I miss. And I can't believe that was like what friggin over a, a year and a half ago. Revolution, where it was um, the Young Bucks versus Omega and Hangman for the tag oh, team yeah. titles. Good show. And that and that after we saw that and we we all watched that together, I was like, this is this is my favorite tag team match ever. Yeah. I <laughs> I so desperately wish we could live in a different timeline where we all got to watch the Lucha Bros versus the Young Bucks in the steel uh, cage in yeah. person together. Cause that's my favorite tag team match ever now. It's oh, so it's incredible. Yeah. It's so fucking good. And like that would just been so fun to watch with other people. Yeah. Oh, I got but. lucky because I uh, I'm in I'm in New Brunswick right now. We're at that time. Uh, COVID was a little. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's coming back in a big way in New Brunswick right now. But at the time, so I was able to watch it with my little brother and a friend of mine who got me into wrestling. So it was interesting. I'm in a different perspective. My brother doesn't really watch wrestling. So it was interesting mm -hmm. seeing who he was like, oh, they're cool. And that match just everyone 
across the board was just like, oh, this is so good. Um, it, was, it was such a good match. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. I should have made more pomp and circumstance. The first draft pick for Dynamite <laughs> will be the Lucha Brothers. You know, they're, and they're we'll just... hear the music and they'll come down the ramp. But the Lucha Brothers, I mean, like, they are two bona fide single superstars put together to be one of the greatest tag teams in wrestling. So it's it's kind of like on all fronts you've got like they're incredibly charismatic incredibly athletic phoenix is unable he's incapable of turning it down every single match he does even if it's just like a throwaway match on, on you know on tv or whatever he goes 150 percent. it's wild um and i think either one of them would be a worthy world champion at some point uh i mean i know pent has been the impact champion for like he was the champion for like i think six days or something but mm-hmm. yeah, it's the Lucha Brothers. I, I you know, I, I got to pick them. I got to. Yeah, it's it, I it's hard to think of other tag teams that are such a good unit but that then are also um individually so over. Yeah. Like The Hardy Boys is probably the only other one yeah, I can think of the, off the top of my head. Yeah, exactly. Um cuz yeah, like I'm more of a Penta fan myself than Phoenix, but Phoenix is incredible. But Penta's yeah. Penta is just so entertaining, yeah. like as a character and like, oh, what was it? I can't. There's a really funny moment, and I think it was from like a random promo with like Eddie Kingston and Penta, where like Penta does the <laughs> Penta does his. Uh, Sarah Romero and friggin Kingston just looks and goes, I should have thought of that. That's a good, that's a good gimmick. I should have yeah. thought of that shit. <laughs> it's great. It's just everyone pops for it. Everyone does it. Like it's, uh, I see. I also was more of a Penta fan, but more and more Phoenix just, it just like, you know, in Lucha underground as well. It's just like, he comes out and it's just like every single match, every single match Phoenix is in. I just sitting there going, Jesus Christ, this is incredible. <laughs> by the end of the match you know like it's wild as long as they don't i mean the thing about them is injuries right because they wrestle at such a ridiculous pace week in and week out in different promotions over you know like in mexico and in in the states you know like injuries are bound to mount up so i'm gonna have to account for that at some point but for now i'm you know i'm basking in it they're insane it's yeah uh, i love them all right so uh you said i get two picks for i think it's only fair for aw rampage my number one pick. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to go with my favorite. Like, that's what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go with my favorites and yeah, then I'll build something it. off of that. Um, my number one pick is going to be my number one male wrestler. Sweet. The one and only all ego Ethan Page. Oh, dope. OK, that's I a fun one. Love. I love Page. Just yeah. I think he's so entertaining and I honestly think he's so underrated. Yeah, um, I agree. I'm I do love the men of the year and I love him and Scorpio being together because I think they both work so well off of each other. And Paige just has this natural ability to like really work well with like in tag teams. Um, yeah. But I think he's just such a he's so entertaining and he's so good um, at, at being a piece of shit. Um <laughs> But he's also a great wrestler, very entertaining. He's got, two black belts. And, he's got the legit cred too, you know. Yeah, and 
I forget what it was. Like I was a fan of him before, but I think it was in the Darby and his his rivalry with Darby. Um, and it was the uh, final nail in the coffin promo where I was like, this guy can really like he can really deliver in like the dramatic side of yeah. wrestling. And that yeah. that's what like put him over the top for me. Um, so I would love to see him as like a top heel, like singles uh, wrestler. Um, my number two, and this is what I was saying before with, uh, I'm going to draft someone who's not actually officially on the roster. You're going number two with that. Okay. So sorry, ladies, you're all incredible and lovely people, but there's one person that I honestly think needs to get signed to AEW because she's amazing and awesome. And I love watching her wrestle. Kylan King. Kylan King. Kylan King. Number two. Kylan King. I think that she's, I, I, I just love watching her wrestle. I love her gimmick. I think she has a great look. I think that she could be a very, it's hard to tell like if she's more heel or face or whatever, but like, I think that she's got a very fruitful career. Um, and she's getting more and more and more exposure. And every single time I've seen her on dynamite, she, or every time I've seen her on AEW, whether it is dynamite or elevation or dark, um, she kills it. And so, it's just like the first person I'm like, I want to give I, if I was booking, I'd want to give her a chance. I'd want to see her shine and see what she can do when she's put more forward and start actually having to show off like her promo skills and her uh, um, like developing story and rivalry and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I just think she's awesome. So. Wait, I mean, that's a big, you know, that's a big feather in her cap already. Number two draft pick for uh, Rampage. I mean, that's uh that's a big spot. Yeah. Like, mm. obviously, the, the, it's just like, I'm just picking I'm, like, you know, this is a fancy draft. I'm going to pick favorites. <laughs> well, yeah, now you got me thinking because, I mean, there's some clear heavyweights that aren't, you know, that, that I really oh, want to pick. There's so many people. <laughs> there's think- so many people. <laughs> I think I'm going to go both ways. I'm going to pick one of my, you know, we're talking Mount Rushmore wrestling. This guy's on it. He's one of my favorites. And also he's just like one of the hottest commodities in wrestling right now. Like I feel, uh, you know, like I feel cheap doing this, but you know, I'm going with the American dragon, Brian Danielson. Hey, fair enough. I mean, he's just been, he can do no wrong in my opinion. Like uh, I've been a huge fan of his since, uh, I mean, like oh, his entire career has just been electric. And like, I remember when he was the heel champ or when the yes stuff started, but it was a heel thing and it was just him celebrating. Like he won the super bowl after he cashed in. I was just like, this guy is hilarious. Like, I love this. And just every single, even the stuff in his career that I haven't been crazy that, that at the, in the moment, I like when his first return came back and he, he was uh, not his first return, like, his return where he was feuding with the Miz after being, you know, like retired for a full year when that kind of dragged on too long, it perfectly transitioned into him being a heel champion right after that. So it's like that even just justifies that for me. I don't know. He's great. He's incredible. Brian Danielson. What can I say? You know? Yeah, no. Danielson is. Can do no wrong. Yeah, it seems. And, and yeah, he's, he's an incredible wrestler. And uh 
it's it's so funny how he's so good yet he still has that sort of underdog mentality yeah um but yeah no of course he's yeah how could you deny that yeah uh my third pick for rampage i mean that's the thing is you go um not necessarily mount rushmore um but like who do i think is one of the best in today current wrestling and who delivers and who is a draw and who's good every single time they step into the ring the one and only john moxley john moxley yeah that's a good pick john. i just love mox mox is great like yeah it's it's really funny now looking at like two years later like this coming week that this podcast is coming out is the two-year anniversary of dynamite and yeah, it's crazy right. yeah. to look back and go oh, the car looks oh so good. remember when at double or nothing when all of a sudden dean ambrose aka yeah. john moxley shows up and changed the landscape of professional wrestling <laughs> yeah and, and he now just, where like, he's been oh, and what yeah, we've done like, and then goes to japan does the g1 like uh and like he's super over in japan like i was reading apparently that uh this forbidden door stuff uh apparently the biggest reason that happened is John Moxley and not actually like all the people who actually had worked in Japan, like Kenny Omega and all that. It's because Japan wanted Moxley and they yeah. couldn't bring him to Japan because of the pandemic. So if they wanted him, they had to play ball with AEW. Apparently that was one of the major reasons the forbidden door. So even that alone, like, come on, yeah. like, give it up for him. I just, I, I always loved Moxley's style and I obviously like, watching aw since the beginning uh him coming in and having that sort of freedom to do what he the style that he wants and um and and be the character that he wants to like it was such a breath of fresh air especially with like what he was doing as dean ambrose near the end of his run um and all of a sudden he comes in and he just kills it and he's a staple of like he is a staple of the of AEW, and like when you think of AEW, he's one of the first people I instantly oh, recognize with the brand. So, yeah, yeah. The, how, again, is one of those people that's like you can do no wrong with John Moxley. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's my pick. Well, I mean, on that, I'm going to pick another person who I think is synonymous with AEW and will always be considered, uh, you know, inseparable from the brand of AEW. And you know, if Brian Danielson's on my Mount Rushmore, if I'm talking top five uh wrestlers of all time i can't believe two of them are in the same company in the same era and faced each other last week i'm picking kenny by god omega for my third, or <laughs> my mean, fourth pick i guess it, i'm sure there are people that would be listening and go why didn't you pick kenny omega first <laughs> exactly well yeah you know like i can't let him, the thing is i like i was i didn't want to pick him off the top but i feel like it's a disservice to the man to let him go too far down the list like in my opinion like he's he's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time uh i think he's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time and i i I, you know it gets that word you know that term greatest of all time gets thrown around a lot for people who aren't even like retired or aren't even like but i think him and brian danielson both are worthy of the title like he can do any style he can do any style and have it be excellent he can do goofy comedy. He can do uh, 60 minute Broadway, you know, draws like the old school NWA matches. He can do death matches. He can do tag matches. He can do tree. He can do everything. 
he can do comedy so well too. Yeah. He's such a he's so goofy. If you really pay attention to Kei Omega, what he's like what he's doing, certain stuff, he's so like just this past week on Rampage, uh what was it? It was uh Danielson versus uh Nick Jackson. And at the very end, Kenny's there and he's like he's like should i go in the ring and he's looking in the eyes like should i go in the ring should i should should i should i go in there and fight them and he's being such a he's hamming it up and he's so oh and, yeah and you look and you're like that's the world champion yeah <laughs> but he's so good so good and he can do like he was a junior heavyweight in japan he did the cruiserweight style he did the heavy like it's he's just he does he can do anything like i don't know i'm you, you can put him in any position he's gonna excel so i you know i gotta pick him kenny omega from For North sure. Carolina. Not really. North though. Carolina. Um, let's see. Yeah, I, I gotta pick someone less starstruck next time. <laughs> let's see, let's see, let's see. So right now I have like basically a top heel, a top baby face. Um Yeah, let's you know what I I have who I think I'll have as a top baby face women, woman, women. <laughs> um, so I'm going to pick who I think is easily the best female heel that ever existed in wrestling. D M D legit. That was my next pick because I was like, I got to pick her. I've got the shirt on and you beat me to it. Dr. Britt Baker. Um, I've been a fan of Britt since since I, I, I never really followed her before AEW. And she was. Was she? No, no. Allie was the first pick. First first woman to be signed with AEW. I'm pretty sure that checks out. But that's also so weird because she didn't wrestle for so long. I was maybe she was injured behind the scenes or something. But I, I thought it was so weird that she wasn't wrestling and she was just a valet for so long. But um, Britt, like, I, I, I didn't mind Britt as a face. Like, Britt as a face, like, you could tell, like, they were really trying to push her as yeah. that. And it's like, well, yeah, because on the indies, like, people love you and, um, and, like, you're the doctor and all this stuff. As soon as that heel turn came, and as soon as she started getting mean, and after the broken, um, uh, broken nose and all yeah. that stuff, like, she came into her own. And it, it's, the, and it was the most entertaining thing ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, like, as soon as that happened, I was I was all for it. And I went, no, the Britt Baker is the best. She's going to get the title sooner or later. There were so many times where where Sheeta Sheeta would be facing like it's like, OK, here is another opponent. Oh, she beat her. Oh, here's another. OK, who's going to face Sheeta next? And every single time I went, it's got to be Brit. It's got to be Brit. Yeah. It's got to be Brit. And they saved it for fans coming back, which is good. Um. But that that lights out match with oh, yeah. Rosa is one of the and I have that shirt. I have the shirt for um, her. It's that one with like uh, it says role model and it's her with the oh, bloody yeah, face yeah, yeah. and everything. And it's one of my favorite 
AEW shirts. And it's also the one I get the most questions about when I wear it because people go, what's that? And I am like, oh, well, um, yeah, it's the same with this one. I can't really yeah. wear this one out a whole lot, but I love it. <laughs> it's what's that? Oh, well, this is a shirt for a women's wrestler who's also a dentist. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and she's badass. It's and funny, like, women, it, it, they're just like two big women wrestlers whose careers have taken off after getting their nose busted. Like, because Becky Lynch the year before, too, like yeah. after getting her nose busted, just became a fucking icon. Like, it's, can I swear on this? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sweet. <laughs> it's it's I mean, does that just go to show that like if you let women do like crazy ass stuff in the ring, they'll get super over because people go, Hell just, yeah. <laughs> let them do what the men do, you know what I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, let them let them do hardcore stuff, let them do, you know, like yeah. I'm waiting for a women's I'm waiting for a women's ladder match in AEW. That'll be cool. Ooh, yeah. Have they not done one? I guess no. not, eh? Yeah. Because they've done the battle royals, but they haven't. No, they probably. I, I don't. I can't think of them ever doing one. There's so only yeah, been there's have. only been two ladder matches in all of AEW. Oh no, three. There's been three. Do they have no like, four? Do, damn it! <laughs> I'm trying the to four, think. Do they have the, someone on the women's roster who's like a who's like a high flyer who who would be really good in that kind of environment? I'm trying to think. That's um, I'm looking at the roster right now. Chris, no, Chris really. Stanley's got some got some uh, top rope moves, I guess. The only person I can think of is Riho. Yeah, Yuka Sakazaki. It's Yuka Sakazaki. I think uh, has some top rope. Yeah, that's that's interesting. You look at the AEW women's roster, and you're like, none of these people are like high flyers. They're mostly like eh, Ruby could be could do some of that, I guess. But yeah, no, I think well, it'd just be. I think it would just be a very entertaining match of. Yeah. Well, I mean, while we're looking at the women's roster, I'm going to, I'm going to pick the person. I mean, now that you've picked the person on my shirt uh, before I got a chance to, I, I dawdled, <laughs> I dawdled. Um, I'm going to pick the person who I really hope is the one to eventually dethrone Brit. And mm. I think is the most over woman on the roster and has been for a full year, in my opinion, even more. I mean, Brit's arguable. Brit's probably probably more over but in my opinion i think thunder rosa is so over and she's so good uh and she's my next pick i think she's fantastic rosa rosa will be champion like oh yeah i like you look at the you think of who has been with the company like who who there's only so many people that were like everybody was so excited when they signed yeah with aw and like the they finally signed Rosa and it was so funny. Rosa, like Rosa came in as like, Hey, I'm the NWA women's champion and I'm here just to like do some matches. And then like, everybody was like, this chick's awesome. Like yeah. we want more of her. And now she is wrestling on basically every single show. Yeah. Like she's she, had, like, she has know? a mat. She, she, I think, I would like to go back and see the statistics, but I'm pretty sure she has opened at least the last five or six uh, um, elevations. She usually is always the first match of AEW elevation. Yeah, I think she's been the most featured women's wrestler. Uh, I mean, she's although I say that Penelope Ford has been like on every dynamite for like a month, uh, weirdly. Yeah, um, I, I, I like Penelope. 
I like Penelope and Elsa Penelope, someone who I didn't like at all. And I think if there was like a most improved category where Penelope was a year ago versus where Penelope is now, it's shocking. Like I used to think she was quite bad in the ring. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh my God, she got so good. Like, I think, I think she lost, I think she lost about 200 pounds of dead weight on his. Yes. <laughs> I love Kip. I love Kip. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, I don't, totally. you, you, you don't, she could just be by herself and she'll do yeah. great. And she'll be, I, I don't like him. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think he is the weakest member of the entire AEW roster. My personally, I, I like, I anyway, but right. yeah. Anyway, sorry, Kev. <laughs> if you're listening, sorry, <laughs> yeah. but Thunder Rosa, yes, I agree. Oh yeah, incredible, 100. All right, let's see here. So this is now going to be uh, number five. We need to speed up a little bit, but oh, yes, we're we also we're also like going into like everybody Parking that we out. love so much. Um, I'm gonna go for a tag team. Do it. I'm gonna go for a tag team. Um. Who, who, who is the question? No, no, I know who. I know who. Up and comers. One of them is, I would say, the person that I think has gotten the most non wrestling fans into, or non AEW fans into AEW, at least the, at least like, well, maybe both of them have, but like Curious. one of them, is, one of them, is, one of them is like a person that I've seen so many people go, oh, I didn't, I wasn't really into AEW or I didn't really like, I haven't watched wrestling forever. And then I see this person, I'm like, oh my God, I love this person. Why aren't they featured more? And the other is regarded as one of the four pillars of AEW, the future of AEW. I got to go with Jurassic Express. Jurassic Express. I was wondering what what uh, what so, you're talking about. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Jungle Boy is regarded as one of the four pillars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they're kind of like they're they're like building this idea of like there are the the four pillars of AEW are Jungle Boy, MJF, uh, Darby, Darby Allen, and Sammy Guevara. Um, yeah, which has been and, like talked about a little bit online, but I'm glad they actually like have made it like a, you know, a, a story thing. It's cool. And then I have seen so many people say like they watch AEW for the first time or like, oh, well, I'm going to tune in. I'm going to see. And the second they see Luchasaurus, they go, I love this. Who is this guy? What's yeah. going on? I want to see it's more of this guy. Oh, it's a great game. Um, yeah. And I think they're a great tag team. And I know like Jungle yeah. Boy is being as, you know, he's pushed to the moon. But I love them as a tag team and I think they work so great together. And even if it is like Jungle Boy is the main focus, like having a guy next to him like Luchasaurus is like the perfect combination. Um, And so like their original name was a boy and his dinosaur, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, I always loved I always loved that name. And Jurassic Express, I was kind of like, yeah, okay. I mean, I get that they want to shy away from the boy stuff like, you know, yeah. And that's why Jr. was because Jr. was always getting flack for calling him Jack Perry. And eventually he was like, well, listen, at some point when he's older, he can't just be called Jungle Boy anymore. Like he's got to at some point be Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, and then eventually Jack Perry. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You don't want to see like, I mean, X-Pac doesn't come out as a one, two, three kid. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, exactly. So, um, yeah, Jungle Boy's great. He's awesome. He's Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Yeah, yeah. Great Luchasaurus tag team. Hopefully, 
hopefully eventually they will be tag team champions. Oh, I got to imagine. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. Even. So. E- yeah. Um, well, I mean, if my, you're picking a tag team, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna that's jump my five in the, and that's my five and six pick. Five and six. Well, yeah. just to make things easy, I'll I'll pick a tag team too. And because you picked the one on my shirt, I'm gonna pick the one on my hat and uh, pick the young bucks. You know, I gotta pick I gotta pick something I'm wearing. And why not pick one of the greatest tag teams of all time? Why not? You know, I, I love you're gonna pick one of the greatest tag teams of all time. I love the young bucks. I'm not a big fan of the young bucks. I don't know. That's the reaction they get, and it's great. Yeah, like they, they are they're, so divisive, and I love it. They're so great in the ring. They're they're yeah. so great in the ring. I, I you can't deny that. But at the same time, I don't know. They're, the Young Bucks have never just clicked into my brain as like I love them. I've always just like they're so entertaining. I just can't. I'm always so against them. That's, <laughs> that's what I think makes them so great. They're such yeah. great wankers. They come they out with the danglies and oh, it's like, how can you not hate them? Friggin', it's amazing. Like it's so Nick. good at making people hate them. Friggin' Nick with dying his fucking oh, beard. Man. Like, they oh are my gosh. Constantly one upping themselves in terms of douchey, like accessories coming out. It's, it's incredible. I, yeah, I love the young bucks. I, I always have, I think they're fantastic. I do think that they are. I always talk about B, BTE on here, but I think that they're so the BTE is so good. And I think they're so funny on BTE. Yeah. So yeah, no, the young bucks. Yeah. One of it's the greatest, the young bucks, you know, for sure. I, Balls back in your court. What are we? So two, three, four, five, six, seven. I I got I I I got I got. I'm stuck between two. There's so many. There's so many people. I'm stuck between a couple. But I think as a, I got I got a heel face face heel faces. I need to go with a good heel and someone that. Yes, he might not be a pillar of AEW because he wasn't in AEW since the beginning, but I think he is the future, a future big time champion. Got to go with the current FTW champion, Ricky Starks. Absolutely. Ricky Starks. Yeah, he's incredible. He is so I, uh, good. I he's... wish they do more with that belt. I wish they would defend it on dark or something uh, like it's it's just an accessory. And I understand that's kind of always what it's been. Uh, mm. But it's a shame because Ricky is so good. It's good to see him have a belt. You know, uh, he's just he's he's charisma, man. He is charisma. He's is really good in the ring. He, and, but yeah, he's so excellent on the mic. Um, yeah. And like, yes, a lot of people will compare him to like early rock, you know, but yeah. I think I think the, the more that he gets featured and the more that he's going to be out like doing stuff and developing like more of his character and everything like I'll be very interested to see what happens when eventually he leaves team Taz or team Taz dissolves or something like that Um, and see where he goes on his own Um, because you know he's basically been in team Taz since he came in same with you know uh, Brian Cage and Hobbs Um, so but I'm, I'm very interested to see where he eventually goes and I can see him being a, a top, um, star. So, yeah, totally. I agree. Uh, he's a fun fact that someone told me, I didn't realize this. Apparently he's really tight with the undertaker in real life. And apparently, uh, when he was on the indie scene, he would get taker to watch some of his matches and give him tips and stuff. 
That's an interesting. They're both from Texas. Like apparently they know oh. each other somehow, and, and they're pretty close cool. in real life. Just kind of a strange connection. Like you wouldn't expect mm-hmm. those two guys to be tight. All right, we're about halfway um, through. Yeah, I need some young blood. I need some young blood in here. Uh, you know, I got some legends, and uh, I'm looking around the room, and like, it's a shame because like, uh, so I'm gonna pick another tag team uh, because I was gonna pick this guy solo, but I feel like it's a disservice. It's unlucky because his partner. They came in, they're hot as, they're hot as hell. Uh, and one of them got injured, unfortunately, very quick. Right. Uh, Colton and, 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 and then Austin Gunn. Colton and Austin Gunn. No, I'm picking top flight. <laughs> Undefeated, uh, by the way. Undefeated. Yeah, this is I insane. You go to Colton Gunn's friggin' stats. Yeah. Just a side tangent. You go to Colton, Dun- Colton Gunn's stats. Yeah. They are so right when they point out this whole, like, hey, we're undefeated and, like, we're not even ranked. Colin Gun singles zero and zero. I debated sure. picking the Gun Club just because kayfabe. Why wouldn't I? If this was kayfabe, you know, if this was all in kayfabe, and I'm looking at win losses, why wouldn't I pick the Gun Club? Tag team and trios ten and zero. Yeah, 20, 20, 2021 oh, it's overall. It's just twenty one and zero career twenty seven and zero. Yeah, like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am tempted, but I'm going to go with Top Flight because Dante Martin is oh, just Top Flight so good. It's like, and like, I feel bad for Darius because he's been, I don't know what it is. It, it, I don't know what the injury was. I'm going to look it up real quick. Cause I can't, remember. I don't know either. I saw it's him a real shame though. Um, I, I was watching Ethan pages flaw, uh, vlog and, and they were both on there and he seemed okay. ACL. Like he, okay. I think he uh, might be nearing the end of that injury. He must be. Yeah. But that, um, I mean, that's a long term injury. So that's, Tricky. Yeah, and like Dante's been, Dante's just been killing it. So like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to take top flight because I was going to just pick Dante, but like, you know, Darius is, I, you know, he's he's coming off he's coming off of injury soon. So they'll. Both I be, hope that when next. he comes back, they give Darius like some time to like do some singles to show off. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I will. Don't worry. <laughs> nice. He's on my roster. I will. All right. So the, so how many do you have right now? Uh, one, two, three, four. See, I picked three tag teams, which is maybe not the best idea, but five, <laughs> six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, Jesus, I'm at hey, nine. Best, I gotta stop picking tag best teams. Best tag team division in the world. <laughs> yeah, it's true. My tag team division is gonna be. And they can all rocking. do singles too. It's yeah, not like yeah. they're. It's not like they're stuck. You know. Yeah. So wait, how many total do you have? Uh, I think I've got nine total. Yeah, nine. Okay, so I get to pick two. Okay. Yeah, go for it. Okay, then that makes. You know what? There's there's a there's a there's a famous quote by the current WWE champion, hopefully still current. Um, by the time this comes out, <laughs> it should be. Is I don't know why he crown jewel. I don't know why he no. It, it's before. Okay. <laughs> I don't know yeah. why he suddenly lose it on Monday Nero. But yeah. Um, f- a favorite quote of uh of Biggie here on the podcast, as we always mention it, is big men slapping meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so who are who are the two biggest men's in uh, AEW? Both 
again, building towards the future. That's what we're doing on Rampage. We're building towards the future. Oh. We see people, we see their potential, we see their stardom. So I'm picking a goodie and a baddie. Two big men who hopefully one day will have a killer five minute finisher spamming match. <laughs> I'm going Powerhouse Hobbs. Nice. And Press Tan Vance. Interesting. I, we I love Preston. Preston's so great. Under his mask. Preston is so great. He's so he, he's he is he's got so much potential. He's awesome. We also love him on Twitter because uh, we did an episode a couple episodes back where we did Sean Spears versus Preston. <laughs> so it was ten versus ten. Um, oh yeah yeah nice and he like retweeted and everything and and shared it and stuff and it was so cool he's super like active on twitter with sharing like tweets at him and stuff and he will be future tnt champion he has to be um (laughs) but also i see them both as like uh the future uh definitely eventually uh preston will lose his mask because he's so he, handsome. He's he handsome is so boy. handsome. He is so yeah, handsome. He's lose his mask at some point. He's so but over. Then again, and, that's the WCW logic where they took the mask off of Hooventude and Ray because they're they're handsome. Yeah. You know? No, that uh it's a bit different. I I think that he is I think he, he's phenomenal. He's so fun. And um he's so over and he hasn't really done like you think about if, if you just watch him on like AWTV, he hasn't really done that much <laughs> but he's so over yeah um uh and he has such a following he doesn't need to do that much to be so over so why you know like exactly. i think at some point when the dark order like also like isn't he like relatively new in terms of wrestling or i'm looking oh no i guess he's sure 2015. He, okay yeah he he uh he's really he good friends NXT? with i think probably really quickly <laughs> maybe a single um, episode yeah <laughs> uh, there you go um he i mean he's really good friends with cody rhodes um he trained under the nightmare factory um yeah, yeah. all that stuff but like uh i loved when he i like dark Horror is one of my favorite groups in wrestling and when he came in <laughs> with Brody Lee and it was just like uh hey this group needs some muscle let's get the biggest dude we can find <laughs> yeah he's just <laughs> Bring him in. I always forget how big he is he's until I see him and it's like when, oh, when you put him against when you when you stack him up against everyone else in the dark or you're like oh fuck <laughs> yeah yeah um and then powerhouse Hobbs is the is another one of those guys that you look at and you go you're the future you're so good. He's getting way better on the mic too, and he's getting personality. And uh, his match with CM Punk was so damn good. Yeah, and yeah. well, he was one of the ones CM Punk was like, "I want to work with Powerhouse." Yeah, Hobbs. he's he's getting there. He's gonna be like, I can see him having like big time, uh, like a cool mix of like Goldberg and Booker T, like. I could see him. I could see him like having like that sort of attitude and that sort of like mentality and like a little bit of Mark Henry influence too. Like 
uh, he's he's got a great future. So those two guys, yeah, yeah. two huge dudes, joining Rampage. So here's the thing: we're only picking up to fifteen, eh? Yes. Well, how are we going to possibly book a women's division <laughs> with fifteen people? Because I'm only going to have like I have two right now. So <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to do 15 because we also only have time for 15. Yeah, true. So can <laughs> right. we assume that we're going to have other women come in and other, and I mean, other yeah, guys? But we're, yeah. This is like our first starting. Yeah, and sure. You go um, from well, there. I am, I am going to pick another woman for the women's division. I'm just torn because uh, I'm torn between two and I kind of want to just go with my gut. Uh, I'm going to go with my gut. I'm going to go with my initial instinct and pick the woman of a thousand holds, Serena Deeb. Every single oh. match. She has had in AEW has been uh, just awesome. And even yes. uh, like my, I was watching with my brother, who's not a huge wrestling fan. So it was really interesting to see who he picked up on. And we watched, I think, Full Gear last year. And she had a match on the pre-show, I think with Rio, maybe. It, it might have been Rio. I can't remember who mm-hmm. she fought. But yes, yeah, that was Rio. I was, I was really interested to find out that him and his friend, who was like a casual wrestling fan, were really on board with Serena D, which is like, cool because she's not the kind of person you'd expect to really attract like casual fans. Like, cause she's very like fundamental base. And, uh, but like, she's just that good. Right. Like, yeah. and she looked, it looks like a legit athletic contest. She's great. Mm-hmm. I think it's Serena Deep. Serena Deep is awesome for sure. Um, got me thinking about the women's division. It's tough. It's tough. Do I pick star power? Do I pick my favorites? Yeah, see, that's where so I was many at good. Honestly, you know how people were saying for the longest time, oh, NXT is the best women's division. I think that's shifted now. I think it's I think AEW on. If you guys call ups too, like, yeah, I would definitely say so. Like. Oh, there's just so many good women in this company. You know what? I'm going to go again with picking uh, uh, someone that is just a favorite. They're popular, but I think just with, you know, it's not like you go for like the 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 Chris Statlanders or the Nyla Roses or the Ruby Soho's or the Tay Conte's. I'm going for someone that is. Too legit. Uh, Legit Layla Hirsch. Yeah, I love Layla Hirsch. it's, it's that thing of like, it's that it's definitely that thing of like, see, like she would come out and I go, who? It's that instant thing of like, who is she? What? Wait, what? She's how tall? And then, but she can fucking back. I would not want to get in a fight with Layla Hirsch. Oh, she would yeah. fuck me up. <laughs> well, like her, she's similar to Serena Deeb in the sense where it's like it's you know it's it looks real you know like yes she, i mean she is i mean she is a wrestling she, champ i, I like, don't know why more people didn't like freak out about this she german suplexed nyla rose yeah in the battle royale she's a beast she's that's a like, like that's like fuck that's like friggin ray mysterio suplexing like mark henry like yeah. why didn't no one freak out about that moment i was sitting there watching i went oh my god this is the greatest moment why aren't they like hyping this up um, and i think something that's underrated in wrestling is unique body types like it, it, mm-hmm. I, I think it's really interesting seeing 
Cause just like, you know, as uh, you know, watching people wrestle, like you want to see interesting matchups, even just in terms of white. And she's like short and stocky, but like her base of gravity is so low, but she's so built and ripped. Like it's just really interesting. You can put her with anyone and it's an interesting matchup because yes. no one's built like her, her, um, her and Jade Cargill when they went against each other yeah, was, it was really, really, really interesting. It was actually yeah. a really good match. Um, and, and I thought it was honestly the best that Jade had looked. Uh, yeah. and that probably has to do with going against someone that's yeah, as, technically, I really like- as technically skilled as Layla. So that's, that's why I pick Layla is I think she's a technical, yeah, she's technically masterful, but she is also always seen as like the ultimate underdog. Um, but I think she's just so damn good. I'm see. Okay. So we talked about these four pillars and we've only picked one of them. Um, we're at 10 so far. So we got to do these next five a little yeah. bit quicker. Let's, let's just bang them out then. I'm going to pick, um, I mean, yeah, know, the, one of the four pillars, like, <laughs> uh, out of the three, out of the four remaining, see, I was thinking about this four pillars thing the other day. Uh, this is probably going to be, not, not, I'd say lukewarm take, not a, not a hot take, but in terms of a complete package, I think, uh, I think out of the four pillars, each one excels in a certain area. Jungle Boy is incredibly athletic and acrobatic in the ring, but his promos are still, uh, still on the weak side. MJF yes. is, is great in the ring for sure, but his promos are on another level, but he's, he's, he's never been one that's been like absolutely stunning. In the ring. He's awesome in the ring, but it's just not, you know, it, it's the style too. He's not as flashy. I think Sammy Guevara out of all of them is the complete package in terms of like, I don't think out of the four, he's the best in the ring. I don't think he's the best promo out of the four, but in terms of all of it together in one package, he's the best all round one in the four. Yes. So I'm going to take Sammy Guevara. When when he has a chance to talk, he's he's great. Yeah. Um, his matches are always good. Yeah. But yeah, I, I agree with you where he's like he's like a he's like a triple threat. He's got he's got all the pieces and he he's not he doesn't have any weaknesses, I think. Like he's he's a great talker. He's great in the ring. He's he's got the showy spots. He's got the great character stuff. Even the thing with the, the cue cards, that's such a great gimmick. Mm-hmm. To, to own like that's his kind of thing now and i think like when he first came out like that i was like that's so clever that's awesome like yeah same tomorrow. i'm taking him um there's so many people there's so many yeah. people it's absolutely crazy crazy um you know what i gotta go with this person it probably would be more on the top of a lot of people's list but um i'm just gonna grab him anyways because he's really good and you can kind of stick him wherever and uh he's such a draw gotta go with orange casty yeah i was tempted that's a good pick you know what can you say about or what can you not say about orange casty to be like yeah of course like i love orange and i think he's amazing uh he just wasn't at the top of like oh at the top of my top, what, 10 that I've picked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he, he can kind of be put wherever, like again, oh, what was it? I was listening to the AEW really quickly. I was listening to the AEW unrestricted podcast and they had Bryce Rensburg on and they were talking about his relationship with orange um, because they basically came up in wrestling together. Um, and they had talked about all these milestones of like 
people saying like orange would never be an orange would never be over. Well, he is over. He would never yeah. be featured on like national TV. He was, he'd never be go against someone as good as Chris Jericho. He did, um, and beat him. Um, he would never be in a title shot. Uh, and he was in like an incredible triple threat between he's, he's, um, uh, I them. think statistically speaking, he's been the one who has had the most world title challenges. That's I crazy. Be that, but I'm pretty sure Orange Cassidy has the most world title challenges out of any wrestler. Because I mean, like he faced, yeah, uh, he, uh, he faced Moxley. He's faced Omega. He, uh, he faced, faced Brody. He faced. Oh, like, actually, yeah. Singles he, championships. He's definitely had the most yeah. challenges. Yeah. But I think also world title. I could be wrong about the world title part, but singles challenge championships. He's definitely had the most challenges. And yeah. the thing is, I think the only reason he hasn't won a belt is because his character doesn't need it. No, he doesn't. You don't, they don't need to put a title on Orange Cassidy because no. the character works so well without it because he's not. In fact, I almost want to see him uh, give away a world championship match because he doesn't care. He doesn't need the title. Like yeah. the, the stuff with Rampage when he was talking, like the, the promo before was like, I don't even know what's going on. What is this match? Like, that's great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, why would he need a title? Like he doesn't, you know, it doesn't, yeah. he doesn't do shit. Like, I think that's awesome. Yeah, no. no Orange is just, he's so fun. He's just so yeah. fun. Alrighty, um, we are at. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So we got. I got four more to pick. I uh, I'm torn. Bet- I was torn between two guys uh, in terms of ter- career trajectory. They're similar. They're both in their mid thirties. Uh, they're both WWE guys who were underutilized, and and people were very mad that they're underutilized. And they both have been excelling in AEW. I'm gonna just pick between them, and I'm gonna pick uh, just purely. I like them both a lot. They're both really great, but I'm going to pick Malachi Black. Um, he's just, uh, he's fantastic. I really, big, big Malachi Black fan. Oh, I think. yeah. 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 We don't need to go in it. We can go right to the next pick, but he's just great. He's great. Uh, I, and I think, again, it's that thing of like, I'm sure there's probably someone that listens to this podcast and goes, you guys really love AW. It's like, yes, because. It's, great. it's just good. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. It's just good. Uh, it just fills my need of wrestling. And like, as soon as he came into AEW, is like, this is the potential he had yeah. that eight, that WWE fucked up. <laughs> well, it's like, and you know, to, you know, to give WWE credit too, like his NXT run, I thought was fantastic. And they yes. really understood what to do with them. And then once he got to the main roster, they just didn't do that. <laughs> it no. was so weird. And it almost, it, it's unfortunate because I think they were about to, too. Like he had a new theme that was about to come out. Yep. Like he had, like, well, I think it was just an unfortunate release out of nowhere. Kind of like. He was supposed to have a feud with Big E. Oh, cool. That'd be he fun. Can't, his last appearance was his return after like. Um, Sitting in a closet somewhere in the stadium telling people to knock on his door for about eight months. Well, right. he, <laughs> and then he and then he was doing this thing of like uh, he was developing the house of black and it was yeah. this it was like reading from his father's like journal or something like it was kind of give but at the same time like then all of a sudden he came out and he surprised attacked biggie and the week later he was released <laughs> he shouldn't have messed with biggie he shouldn't have messed with them. That got him fired. <laughs> Shame so, on you black. But but no uh, uh, yeah malachi black's awesome um 
Oh, this is tricky. This is tricky. I've got four more left. Who do I pick? Who do I pick? You know what? Oh. I think the reason why I didn't think of this guy sooner is because we haven't seen him on TV. Is he going to show up on TV this week? As the Joker in the ladder match to get a world title shot? Maybe. It's Hangman Adam Page. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. I honestly, uh, I think they're just, I, I feel like they're keeping Paige off TV until they're ready to have Omega lose the title, basically. I feel like they're just kind of waiting to bring Paige back to, to beat Omega for the title. And until then, they're going to keep him off TV. I, I, I don't know. Honest, I honestly, I mean, he's, he's, you know, he's been, he's been a dad. You can't, you know. I think he probably was, exp- was going to, I mean, who knows? I think. In my mind, I think you probably was expected to win the title, but then a couple of things. One, he became a dad. Yeah. And he wanted to take the maternity leave. So fair. Um, then they then they suddenly had the ability to get Punk. Yeah. Brian Danielson and Adam Cole. There's all these big money matchups that and they so want to like, do before he drops it, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, well, this is kind of like, yeah, it sucks that he lost this match. Uh but we get all these matches lined up and we're going to have these feuds going on and then we'll bring him back. I don't know if he's going to make his return in the um, ladder match for the world title shot. It would be a big pop, I think, because he's gone. I think he's been away long enough where his return would be pretty damn big. Um, But then again, you never know. It could be someone totally wild. It could be someone we don't expect at all. Um, But McMahon. Here comes the money. <laughs> right. Yes. I forgot. He got, he's, he has Shane. I would oh, pop Lord. so hard. I don't even care. I would care. pop too. I I would, just I, the shock I, of it. <laughs> but oh my God. My favorite thing is, is with a lot of the speculation and a lot of the like people who like look way too deep into stuff. My favorite thing ever with AEW specifically is that Kenny Omega has never changed his Twitter banner. At the top of his Twitter profile, he has not changed his banner, and it's the um, uh, it's the first full gear uh, uh, promo banner, and on it are four people: Chris Jericho, John Moxley, Kenny Omega, and Hangman Adam Page. Interesting. I didn't know that. And so people speculate that the reason why he's never changed it is because those are going to be the first four. AEW world champions. Oh, dope. That's awesome. I agree. I think uh, the thing is, I have no problem with the way Paige's Paige's position right now. I think it's actually he's in such a good spot because I think they can bring him back whenever and he'll get a monster yeah. pop no matter what. They can leave it as long as they want. And the thing is, it's also not one of those things where it's like, oh, like AEW, why don't they bring Hangman Page back? Like, what a, what a, what a terrible booking decision because he's being a dad. How can you be yeah. mad at that? Right. You know what I mean? Like he wanted to spend some time with his kid. If he wants to spend more time, that's great. You know, like it's kind of a win-win in my opinion. And then when they yeah. bring him back, he's going to be hot as hell and he'll probably win the title. So like, you know, whenever they want to bring him back is great. I think. Yeah, exactly. So can't go wrong with that on page. Uh, so I got three, I only got three picks left here. eh? And it's yes. a shame that I'm picking Brody Lee jr. As one of them. No, um, <laughs> The true future of our yeah, industry. Exactly. The true future uh, of our industry. 
Going to have the so longest, got- going to have on record the longest career of anyone. Because <laughs> he oh, started yeah. when he was 10. <laughs> he started so friggin' early. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I, I keep, when I keep scrolling through this, I keep looking at him over and over and over. Uh, and I just got to take him at this point. Uh, I think I've, there's three guys that I keep looking, so I might as well just pick them. And I'm going to pick, uh, you know, the meat man, Johnny, Johnny Hungy, right? Johnny oh. Hungy. He's, he's so hungy. I think John Silver is so good at what he oh, does. Oh, just by himself, not Al, not Ann Reynolds? I, I only got three picks left. I can't, I can't take Reynolds. Right, too. Fair. Sorry. Uh, he's just, I, he's, he's, he's just a big ball of meat and charisma. And I think uh, he, I think he's money. I, I, John Silver's great. I hope, I would love to see him be TNT champion someday. I hope he is. Uh, I hope he wins a singles title at some point because he deserves it. Yeah, no, dude, Silver is great. He, uh, any, everyone in the Dark Order is fantastic, but Silver yeah. is obviously like so goofy. But then, as soon as he like gets to do anything, as soon as he, uh, whenever he does, uh, gets to do a match, and he does that like combination of like just wrecking everybody yeah. in those tag team matches, like everybody pops. It's so good. I think he's like a a, a fantastic mix of like, um. Uh, I I don't know who it's a mix with, but he's like all the good part of him to me. He's all the good parts of Ultimate Warrior in a weird way in terms of the intensity. Okay, <laughs> like when he he does he does the the intensity stuff of Ultimate Warrior, but then it can also like do like he's actually so athletic and acrobatic. But like you know what I mean? Like the thing everyone loved about Warrior was him coming in and just the intensity and him shaking the ropes and the fire. And it's like Silver's got that at any second. And also he can fucking go. So like, he's great. Mm -hmm. For sure. All right. Three picks left. Um, I'm already going to tell you right now, I'm going to do another woman and then a tag team. I should do another woman, but I probably Um, right now with the women that I have, I got Kylan King, I got Britt Baker, and I got Layla Hirsch. So it's like a heel would be good. I got, you know, I got um, kind of like a powerhouse, an underdog, a good talker. Should I get someone that's more athletic or an all round? She's new, so it kind of feels fun. Um, I, I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of people like Chris Atlander, Anna J, Allie, the bunny, Tay Conte, but I just feel like, the, uh, I think that she, this person has found their home in AEW. So I'm going to go with Ruby Soho. Ah, uh, yeah. Good pick. I, uh, you know what? I, uh, I am going to pick another, uh, I'm going to pick Ruby's another one just quickly. Ruby fan. Yeah. Ruby's fantastic. And yeah, the yeah. second that she entered AEW, it's like, this feels so right. Like, it just feels yeah, so right. Totally. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so here's here's the in between with the women. Uh, Ruby was one of them, but you picked, picked her, so she's off the table anyway. So I, I was between uh, Chris Statlander, Jamie Hayter, uh, and uh, Hikaru Shida. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to pick, because uh, I think Jamie Hayter is awesome. And when she left AEW, I was so bummed. She only did a few matches in AEW. And I remember being like, she was a standout for me because I was like, who is that? She's such a fantastic heel. She's constantly working. Psych- like her psychology is so good. Like she's such a great heel in the ring, but I'm going to go with Chris Statlander because that's someone who I wasn't, I didn't like Chris Statlander when she first debuted and she has consistently won me over since she's come back every single minute she's been on screen. And I'm just like, 
And I, I never realized how much of a powerhouse she is. Like oh, yeah. she's got a big frame and she's got a lot of strength and also the, but also can, can go to the top rope and hit these splashes and stuff. Like uh, she's awesome. I'm going to pick Chris Statlander. Uh, and side note, I think uh, uh, Orange Cassidy's music, the Pixie, the, the Pixies music, I think it fits Chris Statlander as good, if not even better than it fits. When she comes out with Orange Cassidy's music, with it, 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 the gimmick, everything makes sense to me. Um, no, I, 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 100%, I totally agree. Um, I think that's 14. I, I, real quick. Chris, Chris, I really Statl- need to watch <laughs> Statlander is, uh, well, we're going to finish here in a second. So um, Statlander is, is uh, one of the, my favorite returns ever in AW. Oh, the, the, the arcade cabinet. Yeah, that the was arcade awesome. camera was so good. The arcade oh, camera yeah, was yeah. so good. All right. Um, we're going to wrap this up. My final two picks are a tag team. Oh, dope. One of my favorite tag teams within AEW. Definitely going to be champions someday. Um, have won me over completely from when they first came in because they were so hyped when they came in and I wasn't, I didn't know too much about them. Um, and the street fight that they had with the best friends totally won me over and I love them so much. And that's one of my favorite that is up there with one of my favorite tag teams. And also one, well, personally one of the best tag team matches in AW top three. Um, yeah. Proud and powerful Santana so Ortiz. Good. Oh, so good. And now and the, like, those guys too, individually, I think they could be single stars too, especially Santana on the mic has gotten so good. Yeah. Uh, and, and like, they have totally won over people as like baby faces. Yeah. And I was like, I think that the Lucha brothers, they have, I think it, it, since they've won the tag team titles, it was way too soon. I hope that within the next year, AW goes back to New York, goes back to the Arthur Ashe stadium and the, uh, uh, Santana and Ortiz get the chance to win the tag titles in New York because yeah. I think that would just be like the coolest moment. Oh, it'd be so so cool! Like, ah, uh, I uh, I was I was I was going through a big phase where I was trying to catch up on a lot of the Impact big pay per views that I missed, and that that's that was a standout. Like all the LAX uh, stuff, well, where they were feuding with Eddie Kingston. Funnily enough, um, they're just fantastic. To me, to me, it's such a petty little tiny thing. To me, the only downside to Santana Ortiz is I don't like the tag team name Proud and Powerful. I don't like it. It feels awkward mm-hmm. to say personally. That's such yeah. a small nitpick. I think they're so so good. They're like individually yeah. together. They've got the intensity. They've got the the work rate. It's awesome. Um, I'm so glad you picked them because I've been tempted to pick them every round, but I didn't want to pick any more goddamn <laughs> tag teams. But so that's my 15, and I oh, think that man. means that you have one more. Yeah. And it's a toughie, man. Uh, so let me, uh, let me pick, here's some ones that I, I like that I'm not picking, but just like, I wish <laughs> I did. It's tough, but you, it's tough, like, but you have the pick of the litter. You have yeah. so many good people. So to many. Pick. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll just, I'll just rattle off some names that I was going to pick, but don't have the spots anymore. FTR. They're incredible. Miro. There's still two pillars out there, MJF and Darby. And I don't think either of them have picked, which is unfortunate because no. they're great. Um, you got uh, Joey Janela as a dark horse pick. I was tempted, but um, uh, my dark know, like, my dark horse would have been Fuego. Fuego, <laughs> uh, also very good dark horse. CM Punk also hasn't been picked. I know, Shocking. I know. There's there's uh, punks, there's so, 
is so short. Jericho, <laughs> like former champion, Cody Rhodes, another EVP. There's so many. But you got Pac. <laughs> yeah. Well, well it's actually between the, my last pick is between uh, Pac, who is just like, because then I've got Death Triangle, which is really fun. And also Pac, unfortunately, because he's been away so long, there's so many matchups that haven't happened yet. That'd be so money. And then yeah. someone who's young and maybe a little unproven, but has an exciting career, Brian Pillman Jr. Mm. So I'm torn between those two, but I got to go with Pac. I, I love Pac. He's incredible. I've, you know, ever since, uh, you know, his NXT championship run was great. His stuff on 205 Live where like the show was like uh, doomed, but he was coming out uh, just as like a miserable asshole. Then he just embraced it and straight up became the bastard. It's great. Love it. I'm picking Pac. Pac is great. No, there's so many people on this roster it's, that you sit there and you shame. go, oh, man, like, yeah. uh, like, honestly, some people I would have picked, I, I would easily just add if this went to like 20 or 25, it's like I'd get I 100 percent get Wardlow. I get best friends from yeah. Sting. Um, <laughs> CM Punk is just like, oh, we like, man, we didn't pick CM Punk. Miro like, is great. Uh, another dark horse that I would have picked um, would have been uh, Anthony Bowens. Um, I love Thank Bowens. You. Yes, because I think Anthony Bowens, because uh, people are, were talking about a lot of these like new people coming in. I think Anthony Bowens has it and he has such a high ceiling. I think he's so good. Oh, yeah. Bowens is fantastic. And it gets overshadowed because Max Caster is so good on the on the mic. But like Bowens is great on the mic, too. And he's yes. big. And he's yeah, yeah, he's awesome. I really like Bowens. But, oh, but hey, uh, Andrade, Andrade is another yeah, one. Adam Cole now. Adam Cole. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's brutal. Uh, so many people. Though. But there we go. Yeah. So uh, we'll quickly run through our rosters. Yes. Um, so uh, for AEW Rampage, with this brand split, I've decided to take on Ethan Page, Kylan King, John Moxley, Britt Baker, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, Ricky Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs, Press 10 Vance, uh, Legit Layla Hirsch, Orange Cassidy, Hangman Adam Page, Ruby Soho, Santana, and Ortiz. Nice. Nice. Uh, and I guess I guess who would I make uh who would I make world champion? Uh I'd go I'd go with uh Hangman Adam Page probably as a world champion. As like a mid card champion, uh, Ethan Page, uh, tag team champion Santana Ortiz, uh, women's champion um, uh, Legit Layla Hirsch. Uh, nice. Um, so here's who I ended up with, and I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this with saying that Darius Martin's got to perform out, out of the gate, or I'm gonna have to drop him for one of these other tempting <laughs> picks because I do kind of regret picking the, the full tag team of Top Flight, uh, but I've got him, so that's fine. Um, oh boy, I've got the Lucha Brothers, Phoenix, and Pentagon. Uh, I've got Brian Danielson, the American Dragon. I've got Kenny by God Omega. I've got Thunder Rosa, but the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, Top Flight, Dante and Darius Martin. Uh, all three of my tag teams are related. Uh, that's fun. Um, hey. Serena Deeb, uh, Sammy Guevara, Malachi Black, John Silver, Chris Statlander, and Pac. And I'm going to I'm gonna cheat a bit, and I'm going to say that my champions, because uh, I, I picked the current tag team champions and the current world champion, I think I'm just going to keep the titles on them. Uh, you, know, I, you know, I might as well. Uh, and for uh, women's champion, 
Uh, I'm going to put it on Thunder Rosa off the top for sure. Nice. Um, and then as a, like a, you know, like a mid card title, uh, I would probably go for out of uh, this juicy stack of people. You know, I'm going to go for Phoenix because every single title match is going to be an absolute banger. And it, I just like, he's going to be a double champion. Uh, I probably run a storyline of maybe him getting a little too overworked and you can, you can have him lose the title. Maybe he has to defend both titles in a night and then you have him lose one of the titles. And then it's kind of like a way to keep him strong, but also lose the title. Um, yeah. Double. And then maybe even have Penta face Kenny Omega at one point. So they to, to try and get all the titles in the company. Like, yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> nice. I yeah, love it. So, show. And everyone else is on dark. Everyone else we didn't pick is on dark. Yeah. <laughs> on elevation. <laughs> Punk, all those guys. Featured. They're all in dark. See <laughs> Punk on dark. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Um, Awesome. So then, yeah, question to the audience is let us know uh, whose roster do you think is better? A um, little friendly competition. And also, yeah. which which show would you be more likely to watch? And uh, who would you draft if you had to draft the AW? Like, what would be your top five? Essentially, Realistically, I think the best roster is dark uh, out of this scenario. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Statistically, yeah. <laughs> possibly. It's like, oh, the dark roster is uh, uh, 35 people. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> You're two measly's 15s. No, yeah. yeah. It's, there's just so many pe- good people. It just proves that there's so many good people in oh, yeah. AEW that even like the underrated sort of lesser known people are more favorites than like the super over like everybody knows people so um but yeah awesome well we're uh because uh we went through that and usually these draft episodes are a bit longer um we're not going to do a question of the week but of course um if you want to leave questions for us to answer here on the podcast you can send it to us on twitter um or uh at our website unknownairfilms.com slash book events also on there you can find our uh all the episodes uh links to uh all the apps that you can get podcasts on and also uh all of our match recommendations which we will do this week so jake what is a match that you want to recommend people go and watch um is there a match you've seen recently is there a favorite match that you have um, of all time or anything like that. You've recommended a couple now, but yes. Uh, uh, and no. now I'm trying to remember. Uh, so I don't recommend the, the same one again. So like, you know, uh, <laughs> I mean, out of the ones in terms of like recently matches that I've seen, I'm pretty sure everyone's seen Daniel Bryan and Kenny Omega or Brian, sorry, Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega. I'm, I'm still doing the same thing where I'll go like, yeah, Daniel, Br- I mean, Brian Daniels. Yeah, it's going to take, it's going to take a while. Um, you know what? I'm going to say, um, since we're talking about AEW, we're talking about, cause you know, I picked so many tag teams and I'm hoping I friggin' didn't say this in another episode, but maybe I did. Uh, we're talking about like that cage match, Lucha brothers versus the Unbucks being like the best tag match. And I think it's certainly up there, but just even as a personal preference, uh, I, I, I'm going to say my favorite tag match is the Golden Lovers versus the Young Bucks in New Japan. So Kenny okay. Omega and Kota Ibushi versus the Young Bucks. Uh, I think that's a fantastic match. Look it up if you, uh, if you, you know. You know which 
like what event that specifically was uh, at? Or let me see. Uh, it's definitely early in the year. I think it's whatever their event is right after Russell Kingdom, and it was the year that uh, I'm just gonna look it up. Um, blah, blah, blah. It was on. Uh, it definitely has it, not been recommended before, but. Oh, excellent. That's good. Um, it happens. I'm, I'm going to just double check this to make sure that I don't have the wrong information, but I think it's the Courage Genesis uh, 2018. No, it's not. Shoot. Where the hell is this match? <laughs> so I'm going to look. Uh, Young Bucks versus Golden Lovers. I didn't hallucinate this. This absolutely happened. Um, <laughs> I definitely... Um... I, I'm I'm not as well versed in New Japan as like you or some of our other friends or um but um the Golden Lovers are definitely like such an interesting story. I watched like a documentary thing about um that whole thing and it was actually Kenny and Kota Ibushi like talking about like the development I of it. I saw that too. That was a great piece. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's so it's so it's such a cool story that I couldn't see happen anywhere else in wrestling. Um, uh, yeah, if you if you want to know more about the Golden Lovers, like just look it up. Look at some of their matches. Look at like their history. That, it's such a cool story. Called, I think the Omega Man, I think. Yeah, something like called. that. And that's a really good place to look uh, to uh, to get more of a sense of it. This match specifically is uh, it was apparently it happened in the States. I didn't realize that uh, it was New no. Japan Strong Style Evolved in 2018. Um, and it was the Golden Lovers, Kenny Omega and Kota Bushi versus the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson. And it was at a time in New Japan where they were doing this like Bullet Club Civil War stuff. There was a lot of tension within the Bullet Club. Yes. And Kenny yes. Omega was on top, but Cody was coming in. But uh, because Kenny Omega and Kota Bushi have this long history, uh, you know, uh, as, as a tag team, as, as friends, as lovers, uh, uh, Kota Bushi coming into the mix really riled a lot of things up. It's like, where are your allegiances, Kenny? Are they to a Kota Bushi or to the Bullet Club? And I just think, uh, yeah, I just think it, it, this match is so good. It's fantastic. Go check it out. Yeah, for sure. No, definitely go uh, look that up and there will be a link to it if I can find like a free. Usually whenever we do match recommendations, they're like, can I find a free version of this, please? Right. There yeah, usually yeah, yeah. is one out there, especially for like kind of more indie stuff, which is great. Um, and we'll link that on our website. Jake, thanks so much for coming on. As, thanks for having me. This is a blast. As always, when Anthony's too busy to do his own podcast, he's uh, uh, <laughs> going to get real heel heel. How dare he get work? How dare he? <laughs> how dare you work and make money for a living? <laughs> wow. Um, no, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. I love these like there's the dream matches are fun, but then it's like, oh, yeah, we get to just like be like goof around yeah, and, and uh, uh, dream book our own like drafts. And yeah, we'll have to do another rumble someday. Hopefully not as long oh, as yeah. this. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was fun though. <laughs> but yeah, um, if people want to follow you, uh, where can they go to check oh, you yeah. out? Uh, at I know you're not a big social media guy. Yeah, I don't use social media a whole lot, but add Bearded Jake on Twitter is probably the one I use the most. Uh, I also have an Instagram at my name is Jake. How are you? Uh, way too long. But, uh, Twitter, Twitter's <laughs> the one I use the most. Uh, I don't use it a whole lot. I'm trying to use a little more. Uh, but yeah. Cool. There it is. 
Um, as always, you can follow myself on Twitter, Instagram at Bard underscore minute. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter at book events pod tweeting all sorts of stuff, tweeting live events, and hopefully soon enough get to have in-person pay-per-view parties and watch lines and stuff. We'll see. Who knows? Yeah. Eventually. (laughs) Uh, Thank you very much for listening and or watching the podcast. We'll catch you next time. Go watch some wrestling and uh, have a good one. Bye, everybody. Bye.